Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. I'm super excited about this series. We're going to talk for the next five weeks on relationships. And so we normally wait till we get into February to deal with relationships. But man, we got a lot of relationship issues and we want to hit them head on. Because how many know there ain't no pain like relationship pain. And so we want to help you do relationships God's way and do it right. And so uh, I want you to track with me all five weeks. We're going to not just talk about romantic relationships. We're also going to talk about relationships within your family, uh, your kids, when it comes to your, your siblings, when it comes to your um, your job and your friendships. We're going to talk all things relationships. And so I'm excited. We, we've titled this series, It's Not You, It's Me. And so you might have heard that before one time. Maybe it's in a, a breakup that you had and, and the person looked at you with all sincerity and said, I just want you to know we're breaking up, but it's not you. It's, it's me. And I want you to know they were lying to you. You're the issue. Okay. So, um, because so much about relationships are, are about like fixing them, fix this person. And so we're going to focus on you. We're going to focus on, on fixing you. So I want you to know this. If you're single, this series is for you. If you're happily married, this series is for you. If you're unhappily married, this series is definitely for you. If you're divorced and looking to remarry, this series is for you. If you're divorced and never going to marry again, it's, it's for you. If you're dating, it's for you. If you're engaged, this series is for you. If you're engaged, but the person won't get the nerve to put the actual date on the calendar, this is definitely for you. If it's complicated, this is for you. So we're going to learn about how to do God's relationship God's way, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So if you're taking notes today, and I just want you to know this, we are a note-taking church. So you got notes when you came in at any location you came to. If you're watching online, we have digital notes available on our app, but we are a note-taking church. We know that you're four times more likely to remember it if you write it down. So I want you to, you'll get notes every single week at Radiant. And I love it. People have been here for years, take those notes. They put them in a little binder and, and, and they'll have issues in their life. They just flip through it and go, I know Pastor Aaron talked about this one time and you'll find the solution. So I want you to take those notes with you and, and I hope it'll help you. Today, the title of today's message, and I want you to write it down. It's the idea of, I want you to, we want to talk about today about becoming the one, becoming the one. In a world that we live in, that everybody's trying to find the one, everybody's trying to pursue the one, everybody's trying to discover the one, I want to talk to you today about becoming the one. If you've been married for decades and decades, I want to talk to you about becoming the one that is going to even help that relationship go better. If those, those in your life, in your own family, I want to help you become the one that God's called you to be. The problem in our society today is that we've kind of oversimplified relationships and we've learned them the wrong way. Culture has taught us in a crazy way. They basically have said this to you, that your life is a mess, everything's going wrong, and if you just will find that person... Then everything's going to go great and you're going to ride off into the sunset and you're going to live happily, help me out, ever what? After. But the reality is, is after you ride off into the sunset, you wake up and you're laying next to someone who has bad breath, doesn't know how to load a dishwasher, and you've got different ways of doing life. 
That's real marriage. That's real relationships. So, so we got to figure out how to do it right. The problem is we've oversimplified it. So there's a lot of different ways we've done this. One of the ways that bothers me the most is music. Now, I, I was raised hearing some songs that taught me how to do relationships. And, and that's kind of how I learned before I figured out from God's word. Like, like I, I don't know if you remember Brian McKnight. He taught us this way. He said, this is how you do relationships. You go, one, like a dream come true. Two, just want to be with you. Three, come on, help me out, church. Girl, you're plain to see that you're the only one for me. And four, repeat steps. One through three, five, make you fall in love with me. If ever I believe my work is done, then I start back at one. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome for that. I just, look at the steps to a healthy relationship based on Brian McKnight. Steps one through three, you're not even in a conversation with the person yet. You're literally just stalking someone from a distance. There's no even work, and then you just keep doing that. (laughs) You just keep repeating it. Until eventually the person notices you. Step five, at least he's putting in a little bit of work. And if it doesn't work, you just go back to stalking right up to the top right there. <laughs> some of y'all are like, yeah, that, that generation, they've got, they got messed up songs. Let me tell you, for some of you more mature people, let me tell you how Elvis trained you. Ready? Wise men say only fools rush in. Help me out at every campus. Ready? But I can't help falling in love with you. Look at this next verse. Ready? Shall I stay? Would it be a sin if I can't help falling in love with you? You're like, ah, this is crazy. Listen, the wise people in your life say, don't do it. The next group of people, shall I stay? Would it be sinful? But I can't help. Let me tell you, I'm telling you, we can knock, I can go for every generation. I I get really frustrated and we always kind of knock the the most recent generation. But I'm telling you, I'm more excited about the future generation than ever before because finally in the music scene, a prophetess has risen up named Taylor Swift that finally taught us, she taught us how to do relationships the right way. And look how Taylor Swift says it. She says, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. That's how you do relationships right there. Thank you, Taylor Swift, for teaching us the right way. So write it down in your notes. Let's talk about becoming the one. Ready? So here's the idea. There's a big overarching idea. Ready? Don't focus on finding the one. In our world today, everybody's focused on finding the one. Here's what I want you to work on, Radiant Church. I want you to work on becoming the one. Focus on becoming the one. And I'm going to help you find how you can be a whole individual, secure in who God's created you to be, developed in what in the purposes of God without that person in your life. Now, if you're married, this is not your chance to go, great, I'm out of here. 
No, then my desire for you is since you found the one, now become the one who God needs you to be so that that marriage can thrive. So what we're going to look at, we're going to look at the book of Genesis chapter 2. Now we love God's word and we're going to be in God's word today. We're going to go verse by verse and we're going to look at the story of Adam. Adam was our first guy. And what is so shocking to me is I read this and we read our through the Bible in a year as a church. And so this is our first passage that we read in Genesis chapter 2, and we see the story of Adam, that God created him. And he looked down at Adam, he said, it is good. Like he created Adam with all that he needed to thrive in the purposes of God. So I want to show you Adam, and I want to show you who he was before Eve. Now this is important, because everybody's thinking, I'll become, that when, I'll become that person, I'll walk in God's purposes when I got that guy or when I got that girl, and I'm going to say, no, wrong, you can start it right now. You can be in that purpose of God right now. So look at it, Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says it like this, this is the description of Adam, and it says it like this, and the Lord God, he took the man, that's Adam right there, and he put him in the Garden of Eden, and here's the purpose, ready, to work it and take care of it. Adam had this thing called a job. Now, I've seen some of you ladies list of what you're going for in your dream man. Let me just tell you, a job should be on there. Has he paid a bill before in his life? And everybody's like, well, that's the consequences of the sin. No, Adam had a job before sin entered the equation. You're created to be a contributing member to society, to like actually do something with your life. And it was, only, it was three, uh, three verses later that the, God, that the Lord says, the Lord looked down and says, it's not good for man to be alone. Now, what's it? in his place, in where he's at, he goes, okay, because he is who I've created him to be, now I'm going to make a helper suitable for him. So there's this whole gap where Adam was walking out the purposes of God before Eve. So let me show you how. Four points. Here's the first one. I want you to write it down. Before I find my person, I need to find my purpose. Yes, that's so good. I want you to get this. Because in our world today, everything's about finding the person. And I want you to scratch that idea and I want you to find your purpose. And I want you to see it at every location because I want everybody to look up at me. I want you to hear this. Let me tell you, you were created by God with a divine purpose. There, there might have been an accidental pregnancy. There's never been an accidental child. You are created by God. There is a purpose and a destiny on your life. Ephesians says it this way, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Like he created us to do something which he prepared in advance for us to do. So there's something for you to do with your life. I, I don't know what season you're in, but I know that in that season, whether it's single, married, whatever season you're in, God has a purpose for you in this moment. And, and I want you to hear this because you are created on purpose and for a purpose. We teach this every time in our Next Steps class when you go through it. We teach you, man, you're not an accident. There's a divine purpose on your life. So you got to figure out what that purpose is. Let me tell you how it looks. And so if I can get some volunteers up here, that'll help me out. We're, I'm going to show you how it looks in our world today because everybody in our culture today is looking for, and we all want it, we all want to figure out what this is, which is our purpose. This is what everybody's going for. And you want to figure out what your purpose is. So I'm going to have Bobby and Joe help me up here. So Joe is our, is our girl today. She, she's trying to look for a purpose. So she's in her late teens, in her 20s, in her 30s. And she's wondering around. She's like, I'm going to be a nurse. And she went to nursing school. 
And then she's like, I don't like nursing. I'm going to go. I'm going to be a, an artist. And then she, she does that. And then she's like, no, I'm going to start a bakery. And we're all excited about Joe's bakery. And, and, it's, and she's going back and forth. And little does she know, as she's kind of following the Lord, as she's getting in and out of church, she's moving back and forth. It, many of you guys, you've had that moment. You've just, the, the years where you kind of wandered and wandered. And little do you know, you're slowly getting close to discovering what it's really all about, which is your purpose, okay? She's trying to figure that out. But here's the problem. It's because it doesn't come right away to her because she doesn't know it. Then all of a sudden, oh, you'll never guess what happened. As she is in the, <laughs> as she is in the pursuit of her purpose, along comes the stud. Wow. And boy, does he look good. I mean, and he, and she's pursuing her purpose and he kind of bumps into her. Hey, girl. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, let me just give a little, little information for everybody at all of our campuses. They're married, okay? In real life, they're married, okay? So, in this game, they're not. All right, so, yeah, all right. So, so he finds it, and then what happens is, is she now goes from pursuing her purpose to pursuing a person. And she's made her life now, or he's made his life now, about a person instead of a purpose. And what ends up happening is they end up going, okay, our purpose is to start a business and our purpose is to start a family and our purpose is to make a lot of money and our purpose is to, we, we want to do this, we want to move here. And they have now made their purpose about the different ideas that they get in their mind through the years of marriage. And what happens, and it happens 10 out of 10 times, I want you to hear it, ready? What happens is whether it's 5, 10, or 20 years down the road, she finally wakes up or he finally wakes up one day and instead of walking in purpose, now what she's carrying is resentment. She's carrying resentment because what she thought would fulfill her and she thought what she would do with the life she's now not doing because what she did is she stopped following the purpose. She followed the person. So how do we fix that? Here's how we fix it. We fix it because Joe, and then Bobby's over there, separate again, okay. (laughs) Joe is that, that, that uh, 18-year-old or 80-year-old, doesn't matter their age, and they're going through life trying to find their purpose, and then they walk into our Brandon location. Come on, somebody. And they walk into our Brandon location, and she realizes that it doesn't matter what her job is. It doesn't matter if she's a nurse or a neurosurgeon or a, an accountant. It doesn't matter if she's a teacher or she's a, a tradesman. It doesn't matter any of that. It doesn't matter where she lives. It doesn't matter if she lives in Alabama or Africa. The purpose that God has on her life is actually the same for every single person. Amen. And here's what your purpose is, ready? And some of y'all, this is going to blow your mind, ready? Because your ultimate purpose is to glorify God. Yes. Now let me put that in non-churchy words, ready? It means to serve him. So now Joe has this realization as she listens to this incredible message about relationships. And she goes, oh, my purpose is not actually to find a person. My purpose is to glorify God with my life. So she says, I don't care who else is with me. I'm going to pursue my purpose, which is to glorify God. And so now she's on this track to pursuing her purpose of glorifying God. And little does she know at her St. Pete location, Bobby walks in there. And she doesn't even know it because Bobby's in there. Bobby gives his life right with God. And Bobby realizes it doesn't even matter what his job is, what he wants to do with his life. It doesn't matter what he does. All he wants to do is just glorify God because now he knows his purpose. So Bobby is on a track towards the purposes of God. Joe is on a track towards the purposes of God. And then all of a sudden, one day, maybe boom, they bump into each other and then a baby is formed. No, that's not how it works. Okay, that's another message for another day. 
and they found their person as they were pursuing their divine purpose. Are y'all with me today, church? Can y'all give it up for Bobby and Joe? They did a great job. Stop focusing on the person. Focus on the purpose. I remember when Katie and I, uh, we dated in college and then broke up, and it was a crazy story. I've shared it many times before in the past, but I remember we finally got to this place where we're, we, were, we were getting back together. And I remember she, she asked me so many questions. Like, well, well what is life going to be like? Where are we going to live? And are we going to do missions? Are we going to do this? I, don't, I just don't know. What are we, we going to do? And I remember we had this moment where it's like, I have no clue, but I know we're going to follow God. Amen. No clue, but I just know we're going to follow God. Let me tell you, we can be on different pages with a lot of things. You can't be on different pages when it comes to that. Let me tell you, that's the number thing, number one thing. So when we've moved multiple times and we sold everything multiple times and taken major steps of faith, and why? Because we realize with our life, here's what we do. It's not the person that defines us, it's the purpose that defines us, and we're gonna pursue the purpose of God, which is to glorify him with our life. Can we get better praise today, church, to him? That's what we do. So stop finding, looking for the purpose, purpose in, I'm gonna help you out there, and look for the purpose. Number two, look what it goes on to say. Verse 16, and the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Again, this is before Eve. And before Eve, God says, hey, here's what I want you to understand. This is okay, this is not okay. Number two, here's your second thing, ready? Before I make a covenant, I need to make wise choices. It is shocking to me and almost humorous when people will come up to me and they'll say, Aaron, I'm ready to find my spouse. And I'll go, that's the biggest decision, other than following Jesus, the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life is who you marry. And you can't be wise with small choices. Why in the world do you think you're going to get this massive decision right? Like, like, Here's, here's, here's the principle in the scriptures. The principle in the scriptures is be faithful with the small and then God will honor you with the big. Jesus said it this way in Luke, 8, in Luke 16. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with little will be dishonest with much. Like we have this whole world like, like I know God, I haven't been faithful here. I haven't been faithful here. I haven't been faithful. I know I don't serve and I know I don't tithe and I know I, know I can't stop looking at pornography here. But, but despite all of that, give me a person so I can be happy. And my challenge for you is in your season that God has you in right now, it was becoming the one is work on your own personal choices and make sure they honor God first before you try to find somebody else. Like, like, be the real deal first. Have integrity first. And, and, and if you're in a marriage and it's struggling, here's the thing. It's stop trying to make their choices. You make the right choice in your life. Like, you figure out, what can I do to make this thing better? Here, here's what you gotta understand. This is why it matters who you are right now. And somebody's gonna share this with some teenagers or some young adults, and you're getting this message shared for this one point right here, just so you understand this. Because marriage doesn't change you. It magnifies who you already are. So I've heard it for years. When I settle down, then I'm not going to do this addiction anymore. I'm not going to have this attitude anymore. I'll start saving money then. Uh, when I do this, and I'm going to challenge you, no, no, no. Marriage only just makes you more of who you already are. That's what happened with Adam, by the way. God looked at him and said, he's good. It's good. 
And as Adam had his purpose and had his, who he was and, and had his wise choices, then God said, all right, now, now that he's that right person, now I'm going to make a helper for him. Notice he didn't say, I'm going to fix Adam. No, I'm going to bring someone in Adam's life that's just going to make him more of who I designed him to be. I, th- I think it's interesting that Eve was described as the helper. Say yes. so, that phrase, er. er. All right, say it loud, er. er. You, you see, that's marriage. Marriage just brings an er to your life. Yes. It's an er to your life. Like everybody's like, I, I just need someone to complete me. No, 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 they're not going to complete you. They're going to magnify you. They're going to be more of you. So, so that's what it was. He was the him. She was the her. You got you your er. You have your er. Let me just, let me prove it to you this way. It just makes you more. So if you're strong before you find your person, when you find your person, you're going to just, be, just become strong. Are you going to say it loud? Strong what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're wise before, then that, him or her, they'll make you wise. Yeah, yeah, you're with me. If you're healthy before, then they're just going to make you healthy. You, you get it? The problem with it is the opposite's also true. If he's broke before y'all get married, <laughs> he's just going to make you broke. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. If they're lazy before, they're just going to become lazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if they were sad before, well, they're going to make you so happy one day. You're just going to become sad. Your er matters. Your er matter. That's why, that's why before you get the er, you make sure you want to know who you are and what needs to be magnified in your life and what needs to be better in your life. So I, I can't work on them. I got to work on me. I got to be who God's called me to be. And I'm going to make wise choices on the little things before I make the wise choice on the big thing when it comes to marriage. Can I hear a better amen, church? Ooh, I love preaching about relationships. We're going to have fun these next five weeks. Verse 19, y'all still with me? Say yes. Verse 19, now the Lord God formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky, and he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. All right, so now he's, he's giving them a task. Whatever the man called each living creature, that was his name. Now you got to know Adam was a creative guy. Yeah, you got to think. He's looking at that animal. It's coming his way, and he's like, dog. Dog. I'm settled with dog. Next one. You know, you could tell he got bored sometimes because he was like, Blackbird. Blackbird, that'll, that'll do, that'll do. We're just Blackbird. Other times he was probably really like, you know, you know you get in a funny mood and he's like, I got it. This is gonna mess him up for generations. Um, hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Try to spell that one, that'd be great. So Adam's naming the creatures and look what happens. I think this is so interesting. Verse 20. So the man gave the names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky and all the wild animals, but for, say it out loud. Adam. Adam. All right, Bible trivia info for you right now. Ready? This is the first time in all the scriptures that Adam's name is mentioned. Every time before that, he's called the man, the man, the man. But eventually, he's now called Adam. He's given a name by God. As Adam was naming the animals, God named him. Number three, ready? Before I seek out intimacy, I need to seek out my identity. And there's some people in here today, and your identity has been shaped around the fact of, I'm with this guy, I'm with this girl, 
I have that affection, I have that ability, I have, I've had that experience, and you've made your identity about what other people can do or you can do for other people, and you've made it out of intimacy, and I want you to know this, God wants to give you a name before he ever gives you another person. Let me tell you, you can be so secure, I, I think it's so important, like, it's like God looks at him and says, all right, now you're a real man. Now that you know who I've created you to be, now I can put you in a relationship where you can lead and you can, you can help each other and you can walk alongside each other because what's confusing, what's frustrating, it's two people coming together and those two people have no clue who they are in Christ and when they come together, their, mess, their marriage is a mess. It's all a wreck and it's disaster after disaster. Why? Because they don't know who they are. So eventually, if they don't know who they are personally, they'll never know who they are together. So, so we got to figure out who has God created us to be first. The most important thing you're going to do with your life is figure out who has God created me to be. Yes. And find that identity in him. And once your identity is in him, then it doesn't matter what anybody else does for you. Because I know who I am in Christ. I know who God's created me to be. So let me talk to my men for a little bit. Men, radiant men, I need your help at every campus. Ready? I'm going to say a phrase. And it's going to be hard, and it's going to be one of those moments that you're not going to agree with me, but I want you to, get it to give it to you. Ready? Men, you do not need a woman to be a successful man. Oh, man, you're going to have a hard time with that one. I know it's tough. It's just like, are you serious? But our culture teaches us, how many women have you been with? How many, how many people have you been with? Like, what is it? Like, like your whole, this whole thing has been about, man, who... Who have you had? What is it like? And you've made your identity in the fact of, man, I'm successful because of her or because of them or because of this. Let me tell you, that's not who God's created you to be. Adam had his identity as a successful man before Eve ever came into the equation. Now, women, can I talk to you as your pastor? Ready? Women, you don't need a man to be a secure and confident woman. Someone had to cheer for it. Thank you. I know you're writing notes. We're, we're a note-taking church, so it's hard. You're like writing it. All right, let me say it again. Ready? Women, you do not need a man to be a secure and confident woman. Thank you. Women, let me just, just say it this way. Because if your security is in this guy or this, this situation or what's going on in your life, let me tell you, that, that stuff will all fail you. Your security and your confidence has to be in the fact of not your status, but in your Savior. Yes. That's a good word. Let me, let me show you. This is why we read our Bible slowly. I'm almost done, but I want you to hear this, okay? Genesis chapter 2, verse 22. This is Eve's creation. This is Eve getting created. Then the Lord God made the woman from the rib he had taken out of the man. Now, pause there because I was raised in Sunday school, and I remember this part of the story. Because you always kind of turn there because you're always curious, like, yeah, what are they going to look like naked? So, um, <laughs> come on, y'all remember those picture Bibles? We all looked at it. A little, little scandalous, but it's all right. And I remember the story, the, the story was, and my kids are on the front row, they're just like, where's that Bible, Dad? Um, the story was that Adam wakes up and Eve's right there. And Eve is there, and Eve wakes up and she's with Adam, and they just look at each other. And Adam looks at her and he's like, whoa man, I ain't seen that before, and I like it. That's not how the story goes. Read the Bible slowly. The Lord God made the woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Eve woke up, 
And her first sight was not Adam. Her first sight was God. God. Who did she have an encounter with before she met Adam? She had an encounter with God. Women, let me just speak it across all of our locations. Before you go to find him, find him. Have a moment with him. I'm telling you, the confidence and the security of who God's called you to be is found in that you have spent time with God. You know who you are in God. You are confident in who God's created you to be. And no man can take that away from you because your creator gave it to you. Can we give him some praise today, church? Y'all good for one more? Y'all good for one more? All right, one more. One more. Verse 21, ready? So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. All right, this is right before Eve comes. Ready? And while he was sleeping, he took out the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Number four, and we'll close with this one because this is so crucial. Because I missed it. I've, I've seen this verse so many times. And I missed it. Who was Adam before God gave him Eve? And I think it's interesting, his posture and his position before God did the biggest miracle that's going to change all of humanity. Ready? Number four, before I pursue a relationship, I pursue rest. So good. I pursue rest. Where was Adam? Adam was in a deep sleep, resting in God. And as he's resting in God, God now goes, okay, now that you're resting now I can do the miracle that's needed in your life. So many people are striving and you're striving for the next thing and you're striving for that relationship and you're striving for the status to change. Here's the word from God, ready? Rest in God. Find your satisfaction and your joy in God. And when you rest, God works. When you're satisfied in God, that's when you start to see the miracles happen in your life. David said it this way, yes, my soul, find rest in God. Find rest in God. My hope comes from him. I I just want you to hear it all of our locations. It's not going to come from him or her, some guy or girl in your life. And you know that. Some of you, you've just been through transition seasons and you've been in a relationship, out of a relationship, in in this moment and you're going, I just, what do I do here? Here's what you do. You rest in God. You rest in God. But I want that person. Rest in God. Here's your last fill in the blanks and then we'll close. Ready? Until I am satisfied in God, I will never try to find true satisfaction in anything else. So you can get him or her by striving, but you'll never be satisfied until you can find your satisfaction in God. So that's why I, I want to challenge you. Maybe, maybe you're in a marriage right now and it's rough. It's a rough season. Find your satisfaction in God. Find your rest in Him. When, when you're tempted to pursue all these other things in the world, pursue God and find rest in Him. And while you are resting in God, God's going to do a miracle behind the scenes. Can we give Him some praise today, church? Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it today, church? Do me a favor, nobody moving around. Can we all stand to our feet all over Tampa Bay? And I, I know, I know the pain. I know the trial of being in this moment, trying to, trying to find that person, trying to, trying to make this relationship work, trying to make it. Here's my desire for you today. Be satisfied in God. 
be satisfied in him. Just with every eye closed right now. I know the hustle, and I know the the anxiety, and I know the worry, I know the loneliness. We've all felt it. Some of y'all, you're in the depths of it right now. Here's my challenge for you, Adam. Rest in God. Rest in Him. All over this place, we're just going to have a moment of worship for just a second. A moment to stretch out our hands. A moment to just rely on Him. A moment to say, God, Lord, I find my satisfaction in You and in You alone all over this place. Just as a moment of surrender, just take that hand and throw it up to heaven right now. Just have a moment right now just saying, God, I find my satisfaction in you. God, I find my satisfaction in honoring you with my life. Come on, I find my satisfaction in pursuing you with everything that I have. Today, I make that decision, God, that you are my pursuit. You're my desire. You're what I long for in every area of my life. God, even in seasons of loneliness, we run to you for we know where our hope is found. Come on, let's sing it out. Let's do it. every head bowed across Tampa Bay if you're a Christian here this is your moment to pray first of all pray that someone is about to give their life to Christ right now maybe hundreds of people also pray in your bone just in your mind right now say God let me find my satisfaction in you for those that are in here today I want you to know that are away from God I want you to know you'll never find your true satisfaction until you find it in God You'll never find it because you, you will be chasing all these other purposes and your life will not be focused on the thing it was created for, which is to glorify God and to serve Him. So how do we do that? We just try to do it? No, we can't do it because our sin separates us from God. So what do we do about our sin? We can't pay for our sins because we've tried that for thousands of years. We keep failing. We keep coming up short. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came, lived a sinless life, died a horrific death for our sins and he rose again three days later conquering death hell and the grave and now the ball's in your court now is the opportunity for you to say today is my day i give my life to christ and i believe it's your moment to say i'm going to find my satisfaction in him i'm going to find life in him i'm going to do life god's way instead of my way if that's you across tampa bay i want you to make a bold decision on the count of three you're going to throw that hand up no matter what campus you're at you're going to wave it at me and you're going to put it right back down i believe god will meet you right there in your seat we're not trying to shame you we're trying to see your life get radically transformed right there in that seat it's a step of faith to say yes to god and i believe god will change you ready one Two, be bold. This is your day of salvation. Come on, three, throw that hand up all over this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Dozens of hands all over here at South Tampa. 
Come on, Brandon at the Heights, North Tampa, Clearwater, St. Pete, West Chase. Come on, wave it at me, put it right back down. Why don't we all pray this prayer out loud together? Come on, say, Dear Jesus. No, we gotta say it loud. Say, Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. Thank you for dying for me. Forgive my past, my present, and my future. And for the rest of my life, I'm gonna follow you. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, can we do what heaven's doing right now? And can we celebrate with dozens of people that just made the best decision ever? Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com. 